12, a long weekend. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, Dynamite Dan Nuttall and Jackpot Joel Marshall. Well, Joel, uh, Super Saturday at Flemington is one of many highlights this weekend. We've got uh, another big field as usual in the new market with 17 to face the starter at this stage. But uh, there is a warm favourite in the three-year-old uh, Colt Home Affairs coming off, of course, that uh, very impressive lightning win over Nature Strip. Uh, but we haven't had a winner, a, a favourite win in the new market uh, for about 10 years. And uh, with the 56 kilos here, the last three-year-old to do that, although three-year-olds have been winning this race frequently, but the last three-year-old to win with 56 kilos was Weekend Hustler back in 2008. So uh, do you think, um, well, do you think Home Affairs might end up starting a little bit longer than he is now? And uh, do you think this is the year for a favourite? Yeah, look, I, I think he will uh, drift out a little bit, Barks. Um, you know, he's around that 3.20, 3.30 mark at the moment. I, I think he's entitled to, to get out a little bit in in the market. It's a pretty competitive race. Um, you know, you've got... Uh, the market really seems to have singled out him and lost and running. Um, they've really pulled clear of the rest of the field, 3.30, 3.70. Um, and, you know, next best sort of $11, $12 for the likes of Artorias, Mass Crusader. Um so, look, look, I think you should be getting better for him, but um, there's some smarter judges than me out there. But good to see the, the other race, which I guess has sort of lost a bit of luster in recent years, the Australian Cup. Uh, good to see it, you know, a few Sydney visitors here just to, to beef up the race, and in particular, think it over. He's going to start favourite. Uh, it's sort of become a bit of a, bit of a late target for Kerry Parker and the team. Just with uh, sort of the wet tracks up there, they've decided to miss the Ranvet and uh, come straight down here and take on the Australian Cup. And I think, uh, yeah, the race is certainly much better for him doing so. Dan, obviously the wet weather persists in the northern states and uh, our thoughts with those affected. Um, the big, the group one at, in Sydney is at Rose Hill and it is the uh, Coolmore Classic. Chris Waller had six acceptors. He's taken out two, including Fangirl. That leaves Espiona, who... Uh, on the basis of a couple of spring starts, people were saying was the next big thing, but hasn't actually managed to win this time in. Uh, can you see her bouncing back on Saturday? Absolutely. Uh, considering she drops from 56 kilos to 50, um, look, whilst I guess the uh, the balloon might have burst a little bit based on what she did in the spring, and look, her two runs this preparation they have been uh, pretty good in defeat, really. She's gone down as a short favourite in both, but... Uh, she's managed to a group two placing and group one placing on the CV. So, um, look, I think she's going all right, this preparation. Back to 50 kilos, I said, is the key with her. But um, the fangirl coming out lost a little bit of luster this race. But a couple of really good wet trackers um, sort of um, in the race as well. I don't think it'll be all easy for Espione. It does shape up as a pretty competitive race. Um, look, with the terms of the track, Sydney get a bit of a reprieve, I think, yesterday and today with a bit of sunny weather. Um, but not too sure how the track will play at Rose Hill. Probably will still be on the heavy range, but um, hopefully it's not as heavy as it's been the last two weeks in Randwick. All righty. Well, we've got a very big weekend to get through. Uh, we obviously, uh, winning your winning post starts on Friday, takes you through this massive Saturday, and then uh, plenty of good racing on Sunday as well. And then we kick on to Adelaide Cup Day on Monday in your uh, full form for that in your online. 
winning post, but we will mainly concentrate on Saturday and we'll start at Flemington. We'll take you right through the black type races there. And we do start in race one, the first of two two-year-old races. This is the TBV Thoroughbred Breeders Stakes, 1,200 metres for two-year-old fillies, set weights and penalties, group three. Joel. We've gone with 14 Galika on top here. Comes through a Sandown midweek race. There's a few of these come through that Vavia won. She had no luck. Um, spent most of the straight trying to get clear galloping room. She saw uh, some of that very late and she hit the line well. Blinkers on and I thought she was worth a look at a big price. From eight, Ruthless Dame coming off a Sandown midweek win herself. That was quite impressive back in early February. 11, She's Pretty Rich was getting home quite well. First run down the straight. Uh, back during Cup Week. The format of that race has been a bit iffy, but uh, she was hitting the line well. I think the step up and distance will suit. And two Mumbai Jewel just found coming back to 1,000. Too short last week. Back to uh, up to 1,200. Blinkers on. She can hit back. 14 for me from 8, 11 and 2. I also think that Sandown Hillside race Joel mentioned is a good form line for this. I'm going with the winner of that race, Vivia. Um, I thought she was, was a really good win considering that she was sort of stuck in a bit of a pocket. It was a uh, looked to be a tough watch sort of early in the straight, but she was able to get out and show her class and and find them too and and, and be too strong for her rivals there. <clears throat> it's a good ride, a good good draw again with a good jockey on board. Um, I think is the one to beat in for second at the five. Uh, Nanagui, very good in the group three first up behind Sevenak. Um, Bit of a tr- tricky, tricky draw here, but it's the right jockey to contend with that. 14 and next Galika, unlucky behind Vivia. And in for fourth, I have the two, uh, which is Mumbai Jewel. 3 5, 14 2. All right, fun fact about the British Stakes. Uh, Favourite has won in seven of the past 12 years. And I am with Vavia uh, to beat um, Nanagui. Blonde Venture and She's Pretty Rich. So that would make me 2, 5, 6 and 11. Uh, apologies for uh, the start, slight stumbles here. I've been kicked out of my usual studio and I've had to print out the tips on some with using our very ordinary printer. Uh, but uh, enough of my problems. On a race two, which is the Penfold Maxi Rosé Matron Stakes, 1,600 metres. Set weights and penalties for mares uh, at Group 3 level. 11 of the past 13 winners just jumped from five or inside. Nine of the past 14 have carried saddlecloth eight or higher. And there's only two uh, with eight or higher in this because there's only nine in it. Joel, what did you like? I thought I had the worst printer in our home office setups, but perhaps not. Uh, nine groovy kind of love <laughs> for me. Blinker's first time. Uh, she's coming through benchmark 78, but just banking on that Yonsei form. She was very good in chasing that mare last time out, and we saw her win again last week. She's not well placed at the weights, granted that, but she's got a bit of upside, and I just think she's come back a better mare. Uh, the market likes her a bit too, only $6. I thought she'd be at least double figure, so I was a bit surprised about that. But her on top for me from three rock o'clock, she's a good mare. She always takes a run. She's won at Flemington before. I think she'll improve sharply off that fresh performance. One, Chura has been testing the boys at Wait for Age. So this is a nice bit of class drop for her. She's just got to run out a strong 1600. And four flying mascots going really well. Had a soft time of it last time out. But um, she is uh, just, you know, on an upward trajectory. And the step up and trip should suit. Nine for me, though, from three, one and four. 
think this is the smallest field of the day. It's one of the tougher races. Um, pretty much every horse comes out of a different race last start. Um, plenty in good form. And I think you can give a, make a case for pretty much all of these. Uh, bound to win at a bigger price, I thought. Uh, certainly in the game, despite the big price, I thought he's best form. She's in this. She's my fourth pick. On top, though, I have the um, three rocker clock who gets onto a good track here. Um, didn't got back and just wasn't able to to run off a slow speed first up. Set a good track suit up to 1600 meters suits and is a winner at this track as well. So she's on top in a tough little race. Um, the nine in next groovy kind of love who, yeah, with a little bit of clearer passage in the straight could have beaten Yonsei who's gone on and, um, and Frank the form. Uh, in for third, I have the seven promise of success in here and fourth, that one I mentioned eight bound to win, but very open race. Uh, my number's three on top of nine, seven and eight. Uh, I'm sticking with Flying Mascot here to beat Score, Groovy Kind of Love and Promise of Success, four, six, nine and seven. Race three at Flemington on Saturday is the Moomba Plate, a listed quality over 1,100 metres, Joel. Yeah, I've gone with uh, four here, Flying Evelyn with a good straight form. Uh, runner up to Crystal Bound back in September. Didn't have much luck at the Valley. And then back down the straight uh, during Cup Week was a very strong winner. A very fine red, the runner up. Should have won. Unlucky. But she is a good filly and ran very well last week behind Mizzou. So the form's good. I'm surprised she's gone up around $17 flying, Evelyn. So happy to be with her each way. And perhaps a saver on number seven, Glistening. She's always been thereabouts. Her only time in eight starts she's been beaten more than two and a half lengths was in the Golden Slipper on a soft seven. She didn't run a place last prep, but she ran some pretty good races. And she comes through that same race here on during Cup Week. She actually gets like a five and a half kilo turnaround on Flying Evelyn. So if I like one, I guess I have to like the other. Two Remark is a very smart colt. If they've got his breathing issues sorted, he will be hard to beat. And three Crystal Bound. As mentioned, she beat Flying Evelyn, so I'm sort of working around those form lines. And I've thrown her in for fourth. Four on top for me from seven, two, and three. And with the eight, Zarastro on top, I was pretty keen on um, on him last start. But scratched from Sydney, instead lines up here. First up, 54 kilos off the back of two very, very good trials. Um, some good horses in behind him. Um, happy to be with him. Here, first up, Zerastro on top of three, Crystal Bound. Has the, the straight track. This is win last preparation. Uh, dug deep there to beat Flying Evelyn. It's the right side of the track. Remark in for um, in for third. <coughs> Could have been anything this cold early on. And look, he's contested some pretty high-class races as two-year-old. And um, certainly measured up. Um, trolling well leading into this. And in for fourth, I got the one, General Bow. It was a bit over the odds and... Enjoys this uh, straight track course. My numbers, uh, eight on top of three, two and one. I'm with Zerastro two to beat Gimme Par, my numero uno and general bow. Uh, so that would be eight, six, five and one. Race four at Flemington on Saturday, second of the two-year-old races. This is the MSS Security Sires Produce Stakes, 1,400 metre Group two set weights for the juveniles, uh, Joel. And uh, do I have any fun facts? I do. Uh, yes, I do. Seven of the past 13 winners have carried Saddlecloth eight or higher. 
Uh, how did you see this one? Yes, well, glad you said eight or higher. Just sneak in. I'm with number eight here, Yaki Ishi, the son of Maurice out of an unraced daughter of Merlin. Uh, really liked his run on debut at Packenham, got a long way back, came the widest, hit the line hard. I would have thought Craig Williams would have a few options here, but he sticks with this colt. So I'll be backing him at a big price and also be having something on number 10, Sumatra, I thought was a good price, around $17. Liked the debut run. She got a bit lost at the Valley, went to Caulfield, wide gate, back in distance. There was a couple of negatives there and then went to Ballarat and well, six of nine, but it was a horror watch. She just never got clear at any stage. So forget that. And I think $17 is over the odds for her. For Sir Bailey, her dam won this race. Jamaica, of course, before she went on to be an absolute star. He's coming along well. It was a good win over Merchant Prince, who then went to the Blue Diamond and ran well and would be some sort of a chance here as well. I've thrown five men in the mirror, the other one in the Aquas Colours, in for fourth, just ahead of Merchant Prince. He was back near the inside. I don't think he was all that happy on the heavy... 10 there first up at Randwick. I think he'll be better stepping up in distance on a firm track. Eight on top for me from 10, four and five. With the four on top, Sir Bailey, um, son of Jamaica, Caulfield Cup winner. He was um, excellent winning at Sandown Hillside last start. Did it easy there and look one with a bit in hands. <clears throat> um, third up. I think looks the one to beat in this field is a, is a strong race, though. I think the five men in the mirror is a promising colt as well. Uh, worked, to, worked to the line okay. First up in the Skyline Stakes on a heavy 10. Um, did win impressively on a dry track, beating Paris Dior, Smart Philly, on debut back at Warwick Farm in late last year. In for third, uh, the 10 Sumatra. I think she's a promising filly. Looking for this distance now. It was excellent at Caulfield, two back um, at 1,100 metres. And say that... At 1,100 metres, third up to back there. Um, I think they are getting up to the right sort of trip for her. In for fourth over the two, Jamara. Four, ten, five and two. I'm with the six. Let's roll the dice. Uh, absolutely smashed in betting on Debut and uh, won very, very easily. That was a heavy track. It's kind of a good here, but uh, you'd think 1,400 metres would suit nicely. Being by done deal. Uh, in fact, mate, let's roll the dice my value bet on the program. Uh, and then I've got Jamara for second, Man in the Mirror, and Sir Bailey. So that would be six, two, five, and four. Race five at Flemington on Saturday. TAB CUNY stake, 1,500 metres. Group two set weights for the three-year-old fillies. And... Uh, saddle costs one and two have provided 13 of the past 19 winners, Jobs. Yeah, pretty intriguing race here. Uh, you've got those ones up the top that are suited by the set weights and a, a few uh, horses down towards the bottom coming off some really nice wins. I'm with eight pretty amazing. Billy Oaks, he's a sitting at ATC Oaks player for sure. Uh, best last 600 and 200 of the night at Canterbury. It was a strong win. She's also in... At Goulburn on Friday, it hasn't been scratched for me, the race, so I'm really not sure what where they're going, but uh, she's in that Group 3 Kimberley Grange Classic there at Goulburn. But if she's down here, I think she's going to run a very good race. Three Barb Raider in for second. Nice return win in the Vanity. Uh, she was... Um, well, she sort of had the option of going to the Guineas last week, and I guess the way uh, Bonza Pearl ran, you would have thought she would have been quite competitive, but they stick to their own sex here. I think she'll be hard to beat again. Uh, one yearning, the Group 1 winner, who beat Barbara Raider in 1,000 guineas. She was very good first up in the Armanac. 
carrying the penalty. So she's well placed here back to level weights. And two lavish girl who had the pattern on her side and had a soft lead when winning that Armanasco, but not sure there's uh, much more pressure here. So she might be able to cross up and, and get a good cheap run again. Eight on top for me from three, one and two. I've also got the eight on top. Pretty amazing. Um, yeah, taken by a win at Canterbury last start against the pattern that night. Um, she did it easy in the end and it looks a very promising filly on the up. So eight on top for me. Four in next are Gentia. Um, just couldn't reel in the lead. A lavish girl at a um, sort of pace, on pace runners that day were, were suited. Certainly that's each stage of the day. Look, she still run well into seconds. The first that win at Caulfield was excellent. Um, She's the next pick. Barb Raider, 1,400 metres first up. I thought she might just need the run or sort of need a little bit further, but she, class showed there. Um, she, she certainly can improve second up, up to 1,600 metres, and in for fourth, have the one yearning um, eye-catching return. Mm-hmm. The group one winning filly, 8, 4, 3, and 1 for me. Argentia uh, for me to beat yearning, pretty amazing, and Barb Raider. So that would be four to beat one, eight, and three. Race six is the first leg of the quaddy, and it uh, is the big, well, one of the two big races of the day, one of the two group ones, Yulong Stud, Newmarket Handicap, 1,200-metre handicap. Weights, weights raised half a kilo this time to put Mars Crusader on 57, and the bottom weight is Finance. Tycoon on 50 and a half. All sorts of fun facts about this race. Um, so 13 of the past 14 winners have come off a top seven finish, either in the Lightning or the Oakley Plate. Top seven obviously gives you a, a fair few to choose from. Uh, and the exception there was Red Kirk Warrior, the year that he won first up and 2017 became the first in 100 years uh, to win the race first up. Three-year-olds. As I mentioned, they've gone well in this. They've won 11 of the past 24. Joel, which way have you gone? Hoping for another first up winner. I've gone for 10, Quantico. Um, here, I heard John O'Shea on uh, TV last night, and he did his best to uh, get me to change my mind. He sort of lamenting the fact that he hasn't had a lead-up run, at least one or two lead-up runs in Sydney. Um, they've, they've just been dodging the wet tracks, but Said he didn't want to waste a run, so he's um, still confident of a good showing, and I am too. He's a, a real talent. He's always been smart, but just wasn't putting it together as a colt. They gelded him. He's now three from four. Since that gear change, just his uh, the style in which he won down the straight during Cup Week, and he ran fast time. I know though it was a different level to what he's going to meet Saturday, but it was soft on the line. And it was such a strong win. Karen McAvoy was aboard there, and he follows him down here. So. That's a good enough push for me. I'll back him each way. Up towards the top, two home affairs. Has to be rated as one of the hardest to beat. Strong win first up in the Lightning. And that Coolmore win was outstanding. One Mask Crusader. He'll go better out to 1,200. He was never really a winning hope in the Lightning. I, I got it wrong there. I thought he'd go really well. But I think 1,000 metres just not his go. He needs 1,200. And I usually take on the Kiwi sprinters just because they don't often measure up. But she's very good Levante. I won't be leaving her out of my quaddy. She's uh, got a very good record, and I think she can run very well. Ten on top for me, though, from two, one, and six. Not much to add there in terms of a top pick. On with Quantico as well, the ten, and from what Joel said anyway, it's that that Flemington win um, in the spring off for me was 
was excellent. He's building up such a good record, six wins from 10 starts. And just down the 52 and a half kilos, um, back to some good trials. <clears throat> uh, I thought he was a, yeah, a good value play in, in what is an open race. Got the two in next home affairs. Um, just loves a straight, very good beating nature strip first up. Lost in running, I thought was excellent um, with the big, big weight. Uh, running over the top of overpass has obviously gone on gone on with it. And in for fourth, I have the one Mask Crusader. Uh, 16 on top of two, three, and one. And I am with uh, Lost and Running to beat uh, Home Affairs, Oxley Road, and uh, Swats of that, who just never runs badly in these uh, races, uh, made her my roughie on page four of winning post uh, Probably won't win, but should be thereabouts. Um, so that would be three to beat two, eight and 14. Second leg of the quaddy and second of the group ones, TAB Australian Cup at Flemington on Saturday, 2,000 metres, standard weight for age. It, like the new market, is worth one and a half million. Joel, as you say, one of the horses that you like uh, is down, and that is Think It Over, and you like him here. Yeah, he's got a touch of class, this bloke. He's um, $3. I think that's probably reasonable, but I wouldn't be surprised if you got a bit better. He just maps so well here. He can put himself right on speed. So if it's a bit of a dawdling run race, which it could well be, he's going to be right there to pounce uh, as long as he handles Flemington. I don't think that being an issue, he, he handles pretty much everything apart from the really heavy tracks. And that's, of course, what they're dodging. But he was still brave in the Chipping Norton on that heavy 10. Wasn't beaten far, and it was a strong win first up in the Apollo. So, yeah, he's very hard to beat. Uh, possibly have a little saver on number 10, Maximal, because it's just got a lot of time for this bloke. And, well, John O'Shea did say during the week that it was trainer error, not horse error first up. He put the blinkers on, trying to get him really sharp for 1,400 first up, and he just raced a bit too keen and, and didn't finish off. Gets to 2,000 quickly. But I think he can run a much better race. 12, Jewess, very good in the Chipping Norton. Held up, was following Colette. She didn't take her anywhere. She had to get over heels and she really attacked the line strongly. So I think, uh, you know, she's sort of got those think it over form lines. Had to include her and one Cascadian going well. Overcame the uh, sort of steady tempo and the pattern there to win at Caulfield second up. And of course, 2000 in the spring here. He was very good behind Zaki. Two on top for me from 10, 12 and one. With the 12 on top, uh, Jewess, yeah, both runs back for a swallow being very good. Uh, second fastest last 200 of the uh, of the day when running into six of the Chipping Norton. Um, and look now up to 2,000 metres here, third up. Has won uh, this way of going. Of course, won the Coongee over this trip in the spring. That's won a spot in the uh, the Caulfield Cup and... Just sort of faded there. wasn't wasn't up to it that day, but she's a better horse than that, and she's proven it by coming back in good order this time in. I think third up um, looks a good good chance out a second Group One to her resume. So twelve on top of the three um, in next Spanish Mission. Um, I thought did enough first up there at sixteen hundred meters. This is going to be much more suitable for him. Uh, he's a winner, two time winner when second up. Two in next. Think it over. Um, he's hard to go past. Just. <clears throat> Look, query first time Flemington, but look, he's he's uh, put to bed a lot of queries about him before, and he just keeps measuring up. And the wind fresh was excellent, and then just the heavy ten found him at last start, but he still ran well. And in for fourth, I have the eight call sign Mav for a bit of a freshen up. Does race well that way. 
Fun facts about the Australian Cup. Ten of the past 14 winners have jumped from gate seven or wider. Good news for Dewis, bad news for Think It Over. On the other hand, bad news for Dewis. Maccabi Diva, the only mayor to have won the race this century. Uh, they did win 20 times, though, uh, up until 1998. So it's not as if they can't. My selection is Think It Over, uh, like Joel. And then I've got Spanish missing Cascadian and Dewis. So we are talking... Two, three, one, and 12. And the last of the black type races is the third leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday. It is the Furphy Shaftesbury Avenue Handicap, 1,400-metre Group 3, Joel. Another sort of two-bet two play here. I'm giving Cherry Tortoni another chance. I think he needs to get to the outside of horses. That's when he runs all his best races. And the odd flat run that he puts in is when he's buried on the inside and got traffic all around him, which was the case when he drew in first up. He gets a wide gate here, so that's nice. He's out in the market out to $17, which is a good price for a good horse uh, with a good record at Flemington. So I'm giving him another chance. Very wary of this import, number 11, four home two. Thought his late work and a jump out at Flemington last week was good. He's beaten State of Rest, the Cox Plate winner, and he's beaten Cinewan, another talented import that we've seen perform well in Australia. So I think he can measure right up. Nine, Shayu is a good mare, and she's very good fresh. Four from four, $17 she went up. That was quickly wound into seven fifty, which looks more sort of um, her quote. And three, Kiss on all four cheeks is a very talented Perth mare. Those group one placings in the railway in Kingston Town. Uh, they certainly will measure up here. Ten for me each way from eleven nine and one. Well, a bit of a price here in the eight. Aim um, thought was getting a long way back in the Magic Millions Cup um, in mid January. Thought he was very good running on there. <clears throat> um, despite the fact he's finished twelfth of eighteenth, he was a long way back off him, and we're on no real hope. Um, but he's found the line well. The first up run at Doomben, just to forgive that. He just doesn't go on a wet track. Um, we've got a dry surface here, a good draw, and look, does bob up at a price, known to. Um, recent trial since the last um, start run as well. So I thought um, in an open race, I thought he was worth a little bit of an each-way play. Nine, uh, Shalo, excellent fresh worker, and loves racing here at Flemington. In for third, uh, have the one Junipel. Look, mate, sometimes does need a couple of runs to sort of find his best, but the first up run I thought was quite pleasing. Um, closest on the line and um, second up has got some form and did win second up a couple of preps ago. I just thought I liked the return there and he can certainly figure out a price in for fourth. I have the two ground swell. My numbers, sorry, eight, nine, one and two. I am a kiss on all four cheeks. Uh, My best on the program. Not a big fan of the name. I've got to be, Honest, uh, don't like the names that all run together. Don't like it when they change the spelling to uh, beat the character <laughs> limit. And, uh, you know, just really don't don't like the sort of slightly smutty <laughs> overtones. But anyway, still good also, good mare. And uh, as Joel said, uh, those two placings, so super run first up with 60 and a half kilos. Run second, that was over 1,200. And those uh, 1,600 and 1,800 metre runs before the short break, Suggest these 1400s are going to be good. One second up off a similar run last campaign. And uh, look, they, they tend to, you know, it's a long way to come and they only bring the good ones over here and most of them do pretty well. So kissing all four cheeks, my best to beat Shalo. Uh, ain't no deal done. 
coming off uh, of a very talented, another very talented horse, but uh, must be a query coming off such a long break. And uh, just on spec, the uh, first upper from overseas for Annabelle Nisham for home two. So three, my best uh, to beat nine, 15, and 11. That takes care of the black type at Flemington. My best, as I say, was eight, uh, race eight, number three, kiss on all four cheeks. My value bet was race four, number five. Let's roll the dice. Joel's best was seven, number two, think it over. Value bet was race five, number, uh, that would be pretty amazing, which is race five, number eight. Daniel's best was, uh, sorry, value bet was in the new market, race six, number 10, Quantico. Now, we have not covered your best, Daniel, so cover it for us. And it's a horse that I have tipped as well. And he's in race nine, and that is number five, Cardigan Queen. Yeah, she was excellent second up in the vanity to run on uh, from last to just miss Barbara. It was a race sort of um, controlled sort of up on the speed. She was clearly the, the only sort of back marker to make any ground in the straight. And um, it was an outstanding run at that, um, <clears throat> I think, Finds us a weaker race here, third up, um, gets a good draw and down to 55 kilos. She ticks a lot of boxes, Cardigan Wayne. She comes across some pretty handy um, horses here, but uh, considering the format of the race she just came out of, I thought, think she she is well-placed in this anyway, third up. So she's my best in the last race, nine, number five. All righty, Rose Hill, the, value, uh, the venue for uh... – Sydney Racing on Saturday, kicking off the Rose Hill uh, section of the carnival, which, of course, culminates in Golden Slipper Day next week. First of the black type races at Rose Hill on Saturday is race two, Celebrations Magic Night Stakes Group 3. Set weights for the two-year-old fillies. Last roll of the dice for a few to get into the slipper. Joel. Uh, ten, Swift Sweet for me. The daughter of Schnitzel comes out of a Canterbury Maiden. Uh, was back, held up on the turn, nowhere to go, checked over heels and then flew home late for fifth. It was a strong performance. This is basically a maiden if you take out Queen of the Ball, which uh, could go to Canberra, and Celestial Spirit. They're the only two winners in the race. So uh, I think coming out of a maiden's okay for Swift Sweet. 13, CAU uh, can also have something on. She was kept very safe on debut in the Blue Diamond Prelude. $10, got back off a wide gate, had no hope and, and did pull up lame up to Sydney, and she's a trial winner leading into this. Uh, two, she's extreme, came through what is now a, a strong maiden on the Kenzo track to run a very good second in the Sweet Embrace, and I've thrown Queen of the Ball in for fourth. I do like her, but the stable uh, certainly very keen to uh, miss these wet tracks, so not sure where she fits in, but uh, she is talented. Ten from 13, two and one. One who will enjoy the wet track on Saturday will be Magic Carpet. The five, the long row filly was... Without standing at Canterbury, no hope on the turn. Um, to go back to last from that wide draw, but I'm um, sure really relished the heavy ground that night and did a good. I thought it was a good effort to run into third there. 1200 meters looks good here. I thought a run in the Piero Plate first up was good without much luck. Um, just thinks a talented filly, and whilst up in grade, um, showing she can get through the get through the ground. So the five. On top for me, Magic Carpet, 13 and next. I think the CRU is also a good chance. Um, not much went right first up, but and there was a bit of a spruik and the trial win since has been good. Two, She's Extreme and 10, Swift Sweet, uh, third and fourth. Five, 13, two, 10. Uh, all righty. And uh, your fast fact about the Magic Nice is that uh, 
five of the past nine winners have jumped from barrier 10 or 11. So at the moment, that would be uh, Swift Sweet and She's Extreme uh, with the one scratching. But, of course, more may come out for Saturday. Race three, Bowman's Pago Pago or Pango Pango Stakes. 1,200 metres, Group 3, set weights, two-year-old Colts and Geldings. And some good news for Sweet Ride and Rise of the Masses is that Saddlecloss 1 and 2 have provided the past six winners. Joel, what did you like here? You know, we mentioned the, the Black Opal on Sunday. A few of the fillies in that, a few of these, Sweet Ride, Rise of the Masses, uh, I think Peace Officer, maybe in a couple of others. So... This uh, race could change complexion uh, quite a bit, but I'm with three magic in any case. Uh, last year's Easter sale topper, full brother to yearning, excellent on debut in the silver slipper. He was big odds there and uh, had to change course and then flew late. Uh, he's much shorter here, around $2.40. He needs to bank a bit more prize money to sneak into the slipper next week. I think you'll get uh, the lion's share here by winning. Two rides of the masses in for second. Very genuine Colt, puts himself on speed, tries hard. Nine piece officer was good on debut without luck and then just fair in the skyline. Not sure whether it was the heavy 10 or he just got a bit too far back, but inside gate here, so he may be able to posse up a bit closer. And five Williamsburg, that was a smart win at Newcastle. He rushed on by the favourite, Standing Order, who's also in this race. Coming back 100 metres, but we're on wet ground, so it might be a testing 1200. And yeah, that was a very good win by that horse, so I think he can measure up. Three on top from two, nine, and five. Three on top as well. Um, one of the eye catches of the day in the silver slipper, <coughs> considering where he was on the turn. Um, thought it was an outstanding debut. And horse, I think, is uh, going to be plenty. will be following this preparation. I think he can get the job done here. Second up, force his way into the slipper. One in next sweet ride, like the turn of footy showed when winning at Canberra. Um, obviously, this is a much tougher task here, but. Um, park himself up on the speed like he did, like he has been doing this preparation and um, give himself every chance. Two rides of the masses, um, two runs back from the spell and the one they'll have to catch in for fourth, the 13 um, custodian. Three on top of one, two and 13. Race four at Rose Hill Gardens on Saturday is the Highland Race Colours Ajax Stakes, 1,500 metre group two quality. Uh, and our fun facts about the Ajax are that uh, uh, the Ajax Stakes, no mare has won it since C Pictures, probably because the Coolmore's on the same day, and uh, that would certainly make sense. Joel, what have you gone for here? You know, Chris Waller accepted with a couple of mares. He leaves Kiku in this race. Uh, she's in the numbers for me. But I'm with one Ellsberg. He's unbeaten fresh and he's never won second up. I think that's the one query. But he was second in the Silver Eagle last prep second up. So he's got a couple of good second up performances. He just looks get, to get control of the race again here. He loves the wet. Puts himself on speed. Um, you know, brutality. Gets a two and a half swing on him. But um, I think Ellsberg can win again. I've thrown seven Wairiri Falls in for second. He's got to step up to the plate a little bit here, but he gets good weight relief off his recent runs on the minimum. He can get through the wet and he's rock hard fit. Uh, two brutality in for third. He'll give you getting ready for third up and fourth up, ready to peak, probably when the blinkers go on, but he'll run well again. 
and five kick who was six weeks between runs and the guy Walter got into third and then just peaked late and got overrun by a couple uh, should be much fitter one on top from seven two and five yeah one on top as well hard to drop off Ellsberg dominant first up of course tissue not jumping made it easier but look he had them covered um, pretty comfortably on the heavy track obviously loves that sort of ground um, and we'll get that here. And look, he just shapes has been hard to beat. I think the three just folk um, certainly give it a good shake. Cross the line with Inspirational Girl last start. Subsequent Group One winner, Inspirational Girl um, gets through the heavy going just fine. First go uh, the Sydney way going in, in race day conditions. But um, this is one of those horses that um, seldom runs poorly. Got five in next Kiku, very talented mare. On a day, just sort of a slow getaway last start, but good behind Kementari and a heavy 10 earlier in the campaign. In for fourth, I have the two, Brutality. One, three, five and two. Race five at Rose Hill Gardens on Saturday. City Tattersall's group, Morris McCartan stakes, 1,100 metre, group three, quality. Joel. Uh, this is a tough race, hard to assess. I've gone with three, Prime Star. He was below par last prep, but he ran some pretty good races, including his first run in the show county. Uh, he's sneaking down the weights now, and he gets heavy ground, which he likes. So I thought he might bob up fresh uh, to beat number nine, Shelby, 66. Well, just continues to race and continues to race well. Ne- nearly pulled off a massive upset last week. He ran by a nature strip and almost picked up Eduardo. He's just loving these wet tracks, and if he backs up, uh, and turns up in that same form down on the minimum. He's going to be hard to beat. Two rule of law is flying. He's uh, won five on the bounce this prep, so he's going to be a strong winning hope again. And I've got Remark in for fourth, but looking like he's coming down here. But uh, we'll leave him in the numbers for now. Three, nine, two, and five. With the 10, Gravina coming out of benchmark grade, but um, did well to win first up on the heavy 10. Um, draws ideally here and back to, 50, back to 53 kilos. I think um, he is up to this sort of level and gets his chance to show it. So 10 on top, five in next remark, uh, if here. Nine, Shelby 66, as Joel said, the, the wet tracks obviously playing in his favour and um, he was a massive in the small field last start. <clears throat> if we can back it up once again, down at 53 kilos, obviously a, a big winning hope. And two rule uh, of law, doing nothing wrong of late. Um Progressing nicely through the grades. This is his toughest test here, but he does get a good draw and, and we'll take catching. Uh, 10, 5, 9, and 2. Race 6 at Rose Hill on Saturday. Chandon Far Lap Stakes, 1500 metre set weights for three year olds at Group 2 level. And a few fun facts about this one. And. Phillies have won just just 12 of the 49 runnings, but seven of the past 10. And Joel's going to tell us about how Chris Waller has really dominated this race with Phillies in recent years. Barriers 5 to 9 have provided seven of the past eight winners of the far lap. Joel, are you with a Waller filly this time? Yes, I am. Uh, six of the last seven he's won with a filly. Uh, of course, it started with Winks. It was interrupted by the Mick Kent-trained Hattori Hanzo. Um, and then, yeah, the next five. So it's a good race for Chris and for the girls. I am with Fangirl on top. Obviously, he had Fangirl and Espiona and Hinged all in this and the Coolmore. Uh, he's run the other two in the Coolmore, and he, he's running Fangirl here. And she's going to be a pretty warm favourite. 
got a long way back in the surround second up. She ran very well. That was on the back of her first up win in the light fingers. So she's on top for me. 12 Roots, who is also an acceptor for that Kimberley Grange Classic on Friday at Goulburn. Uh, she was placed behind Fangirl at her second start back in the spring. Returned with a good win at the midweeks at Warwick Farm. Uh, in for third, number six, Gracilla Styler, who's one of the boys from the Chris Waller camp. Good run first up at Canterbury. They rode him cold. He hit the line well against older horses. His mum, Catkins, was a ripper. She was uh, uh, particularly good on rain-affected ground. And number two, Mr. Mozart might be a sharp improver. 1,100 was too short and the tempo didn't suit first up. And then in the futurity, they just kept pressing forward. Took him forever to get around and just worked too hard. He can improve at a bit of a price. 11 on top from 12, 6 and 2. The same two on top. Fangirl, um, very exciting. Philly, lower the colours, Vespiona first up. And then just too far back from that wide draw. Um, little heavy 10 going uh, to make him out in the ground up. But she, she ran on nicely and was strong late. Uh, she's on top here. Roots in next. Comes out of a benchmark 72, but it was an arrogant win. Um, she proved she was too good for that level. Quickly up to stakes grade here. She obviously has run second behind Fangirl. Stakes grade in the past. Uh, in for third, I've got another Waller horse. This is the four, though, Kate Breton. Um, thought was good first up at Kensington. This wet track. Two wins on soft track. This and in for fourth, I have three. Silent impact. 11, 12, and four and three. First leg of the Quaddy at Rose Hill on Saturday is race 7.30. High, sky high stakes, 2,000 metres, group three, uh, set weights and penalties. Joel? Uh, five Stockman here. He looked like being a bit better priced earlier in the week, but uh, Montefilia and Shawfire, who were the two favourites in the early markets um, of noms, both failing to accept. So he's a bit shorter than I... I think he's going to be a sharp improver here second up. He did run last fresh in the Chipping Norton, but he's not really a wait-for-age horse, and he wasn't disgraced. Only beaten four and a half lengths. 2,000 metre suits, wet ground suits, and I think he will run you a very good race. From four, Skylab, who was excellent first up at 1,400. Quickly to 2,000, but he drops five kilos. He likes the ground and have to respect that form around. Think it over. Uh, Seven, too much to bear, is having... A very good campaign, just continues to build a consistent record. And in for fourth, number one, Great House, who did a good job first up at 1,900. Drops in weight, and he'll be nice uh, nice and fit for this performance. Five on top for me from four, seven, and one. Got the three on top, Mount Popa. Thought it was a reasonable, reasonably good performance first up in the Chipping Norton. Sort of went around a big price there and um, looking <clears throat> thought... Stuck on pretty well, just sort of peaked on his run late. Um, this is a, a weaker race, 2,000 metres suits, and um, his form on heavy tracks have been uh, quite good. So well, the three was a good winning chance in this on top selection. Five, Stockman, um, easier race here, second up, and loves these conditions. Too much to bear and great house, the Waller pair, the third and fourth. But three on top of the five, seven, and one. Second leg of the quaddy and the big one at Aroos Hill on Saturday is race eight, Coolmore Classic, group one quality for fillies and mares. 
And I can tell you that no mare over the age of six has won this race in its 48-year history. Bad news for one of your fanciers, Joel, in Polly Gray. Uh, Saddlefoss 2 to 8 have uh, provided the past 12 Coolmore Classic winners. Uh, Polly Gray does scrape into that one. Uh, Phillies won five of the seven Coolmore Classics from 2003 to 2009, but none in the 12 years since. Is that about to change, Joel? Well, I hope so. I am with 15, Espiona. Um, it would have been her or Fangirl who ever turned up here, but Espiona's here, so I'm with her on top. Both her runs have been excellent. As you said, the, the bubble sort of burst a little bit, but they've been strong performances. She was nailed on the line by Fangirl and the Light Fingers, and then the surround got a long way back, hinged, used her inside gate to pinch a bit of a break on those uh, sort of better or more highly fancied stable mates. Um, she can settle a bit closer here from a good draw and with that light weight, I think she'll be very hard to beat. I've thrown in the Mudlark for second, Polly Gray. Interesting prep, resumed at a mile last week with the 61. Very brave, giving eight kilos to the winner. Uh, now back in distance on a quick backup, but uh, if it's heavy, then she's going to run very well and she's a big price. Seven Wunderbar. Was keen on her last week. They went to Newcastle. She looked very well placed there, and it was a strong win. She's performed well on the backup. Uh, just last prep, running second to Lost and Running in the Hunter, uh, backing up from her run the week before. So she can run well, and six expats going to give you a great side out in front. Strong win in the Millie Fox, first up off a bit of a let-up. Second and third, both won Group 3s last week, so nothing wrong with the form. 15 for me from 2, 7, and 6. With the 12 on top here, Promise of Success, who was pretty keen on last start, and the guy Walter, she was no match for um, one of the win winners of the day in Forbidden Love there, and Forbidden Love's come out and won a group one since, so there's obviously nothing wrong with that form. Um, 51 kilos, we'll be spotting a little bit of a start, I think that's the, the query, but hopefully those running can run it, they're running on, and, and she gets her chance, the classy mare, it's up to this level. Um, and proven at this prep already. So, promising success, I think, uh, uh, a good each way bet in the Coolmore. 15 Espiona. Um, yeah, nothing wrong, as I said earlier, with her form, this this preparation. <coughs> um, just needs a win and gets 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 a chance of 50 kilos on her back. Expat loves a wet track and nine, a tissue. Um, sort of didn't jump at all, didn't jump. Um, pulled a little bit of a Chautauqua last start, but um, has trialed since. Um, I think she's a good enough mare to sort of race well in this, 52 kilos on her back. Um, well, it's a wet track. So if she jumps cleanly, I think she's a, she's a definitely a uh, place chance. 12, 15, 6 and 9. All righty, that takes care of the black type at Rose Hill on Saturday. To recap, Daniel's best was race three, number three, Magic. Uh, his value bet, race two, number five, Magic Carpet. Joel's value bet was race seven, number five, Stockman. Joel, uh, we haven't heard about your best. Talk us through race nine, number 11, Taxu. Yeah, he was my value bet a fortnight ago and ran really well and just sets up very similar here. Um, he'll be fit up. He gets uh, the claim again for Tyler Schiller. So in with 52, he likes wet tracks. The blinker back, blinker's back on. And, well, if Gravina, who I've left out of my numbers, but it's certainly a chance earlier in the day, if uh, he comes out and runs well in that stakes race, well, um, it'll just give an extra tick to the form. But he's very consistent. He'll put himself on speed and give you a great sight. 
All righty. Uh, Adelaide Racing on Saturday is on the Parks track. Uh, obviously, the main event is on Monday on the course proper for Adelaide Cup Day. But talk us through your specials on the Parks track Saturday, Daniel. Yeah, a um, couple of best bets. Not a whole lot of value on the program. The best of those two comes up in race eight um, with the McAvoy trained love Snitzel Philly. Balaclava Maiden win a last start, but gosh, she was impressive. She gets across work a little bit to cross from that wide draw, and then throughout the run was um was pressured um, a couple of horses outside her, and just when you thought she might compound under pressure at the top of the straight, she just booted away and quickly put on a winning put up a winning break. She won by five lengths in the end, um, given a little freshen up since then, but looking forward to seeing her return from that roll forward from a good draw. Um, looks a really promising filly on the back of that maiden win at Balaclava. I think she goes right on with it. Race eight, number seven. The next best, so I've marked my value. I thought would come up a bit of a bigger price, but um, Tara Mansour has come up at 245, so not much of a value bet, but I think we'll be uh, the one to beat in that race. We have a benchmark 84, won by Crystal Pegasus at Flemington first up. Um, uh, gets a three-kilo claim with Matty Lloyd to sort of upset that, that uh, pull in the weights, but... Um, looks the class stayer in the field and um, I think second up this looks a nice race for him so the race four number one Tara Mansour the next best all righty Joel any thoughts on Adelaide no nothing for me there Bucks uh, back at the farm finally back to Eagle Farm for Brisbane racing on Saturday and uh, reasonable uh, size fields this time so perhaps uh, trainers Feeling that they're starting to get their act together on the uh, on the uh, headquarters of Queensland Racing. Daniel, your um, specials come up fairly late in the day. In fact, in the daily double legs, starting with race seven, number four, Osamu. Yeah, looks the right race for this horse. So, look, he's twenty starts. He's had he's had time with Chris Waller and then Annabelle Nisham in Sydney, and he's now having a second start for the uh, Stephen O'Day, Mike, uh, Matthew Hoisted stable in Brisbane. Um, look, he seldom runs poorly. He's he's only won the two races from 20 starts, but he's thereabouts more often than not. And this preparation um, has sort of been the case as well. He didn't have much luck last start in the benchmark 72. There's a couple of times he went for runs that were quickly closed and just sort of, sort of his momentum was stunted a couple of times. But he's finished off well. He drops in grade for this. Um, just with a little bit of luck. He certainly deserves it. I think he'll be hard to hold out of Samu. So race seven... Number four, the best. The value comes up in the last and with Avawal, uh, which is the eight, the Lindsay Hatch train runner. Ben Thompson on him. So Ben Thompson hopefully has a good day. He's on both my specials. Uh, sort of missed the kick a length at Toowoomba first up and normally a horse that likes to roll forward, but just couldn't do that after that slow start. He had to settle back in the field. Um, sort of kept improving as the race progressed and to be sort of midfield on the turn and Weaved a passage through in the straight. Grabbed Windside on the line. Now, Windside's dead heated with a horse called Gowanji last weekend. Um, talented Gowanji, that is. So, I think that's really good form for this. 1,400 metres here. And Avalol certainly does some of his best racing over the trip. Seven starts for two wins and three placings. Um, ticks a lot of boxes for me and hopefully can get up in the get out. Race nine, number eight. Yes, and Ascot is the venue for Perth Racing on Saturday. For some reason, a massive 10-race card. 
including a few of the uh, Oaks and Derby lead-ups. Uh, the JC Roberts Stakes is race five and Natasha Stakes race six. No surprise, our man in Perth, Greg Hooper, is with tricks of the trade to win JC Roberts, who is the raging WA Derby favourite and is just going through this campaign uh, pretty much uh, unchallenged. Uh, tricks of the trade, he likes to beat uh, Henchard. In fact, he's, Henchard is, uh, the, uh, is a genuine danger, according to Greg. Himi Singh for third, and he's a lucky lad for fourth. So that is uh, one, four, two, and three. In the Natasha, race six, he's with Constant Dreaming, the one, uh, to beat Fine Romance, the two. Uh, Kiora Jewel is number eight, and Rommel's War, number five. Hoops' best on the program is race 10, number two, How's the Super? And his value bet comes up in the first leg of the quality. That's race seven. And I speak of number one, Tina Kutu. Joel, uh, earlier in the day, but more importantly, the following day across the Tasman, uh, Sunday is Auckland Cup Day, uh, group two these days, but uh, they are still running at over 3,200 metres. And it's also group one, New Zealand Stakes Day. What can you tell us about Ellerslie Sunday? Yeah, well, they've got, uh, as you said, the main day on the Sunday, um, and it's a good card with the uh, couple of the Group 1s, but a Group 1 for the two-year-olds as well, the Sistema Stakes, and we see the Caraca Million winner, Dynastic, taking on the unbeaten filly, Maven Bell, both from the Tiakau team. I've leaned towards Maven Bell. I've been tipping her and, and backing her, so I'm going to stick with her, even though Dynastic will be favourite. Uh, in the Wait for Age New Zealand Stakes, Coventina Bay ticked the 2,000-metre box last time out. I think she can win again. And in terms of the Auckland Cup, well, my value bet comes up in that race. It's race nine, and I'm with number nine, Joe's Legacy, who uh, contested the New Zealand Derby back as a three-year-old. He uh, ran fifth in this race in 2020 and had a long time off, um, 19 months. Uh, on the sidelines, he's come back. He's formed 0.98, but he's been ticking along okay. He tackled the weight for age group one second up, had no hope there. I thought his run at Matter Matter last time out was very good. Hitting the line well. Vinnie Colgan aboard, and you'd have to imagine that this is the race that they've got him to peak in. So I'm with him at a bit of a price. Uh, my best on the card comes up in the last. Number 11, Isla J. She was a good winner a couple of weeks ago. Off a bit of a freshen. She trialled well. She went forward and, um, yeah, opened up a bit of a margin. She hasn't won over 1,400, but she's been very competitive on a few occasions. She's drawn well. I expect her to be very hard to beat. All righty. Uh, do you want to tell us any more about New Zealand this weekend? Or? Yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll take you through my best and value on Saturday. We've got Trentham and Pukekohe. Trentham uh, is probably the better meeting. Pukekohe is full of maidens. But uh, race six at Trentham, the best. Number six, Belle Claire. Took on a stakes race last time. Caught wide. Had a tough run. Prior to that, was a strong winner of her previous two. So I think she can bounce back in the value bet. Race eight, number two, Hong Kong who was pretty good on debut, then won his maiden, and the next time out in a very competitive race at Tarapa, ran very well for fourth. I think he can bounce back. And at Pukekohe, I'm with race six, number nine, Astron as my best. He's a first starter, but he's trialled up really well. Uh, there's some good form through that trial, and 1,400 should suit on debut. And my value bet in the last, race eight, number 11, Proust, who was a massive odds first up, 70 to one, but hit the line well. 
He's got a good pedigree behind him. He's a brother to Order again, who's a very talented performer in Sydney. Um, I think the step up to 1600 is really going to suit. So he won't be 70 to 1, but he'll still be a decent price. And I think he's worth a look each way. All righty. Monday is Adelaide Cup Day. Uh, Paul Richards' tips are in your uh, winning post. They're in your printed winning post. Uh, we've got one page for, more, for Adelaide Cup Day there. Form guide in your online guide uh, if uh, you are planning to spend the day doing a bit of study on uh, uh, on Adelaide Cup Day. Richo is with Daki and Sweet Junior uh, in the main event. Uh, it's a bit skilm. Tiger, Tiger, Joel's uh, Lazy Lobster from last week and Aurora's Symphony. Have you had a look at uh, an early look at Monday yet, Daniel? No, not I've, I've skimmed over the fields, but no, nothing of... Um... Nothing really to no, – no, no no early thoughts anyway. All right. Well, we will wrap up the preview section of the podcast there then and take you to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Yes, well, nothing to write home about last week. Uh, I got back on the scoreboard, but uh, only with the $1.70 pop overpass. But I'm just going to continue uh, batting away, picking up the ones and twos, going with something early on the program that I like in Melbourne, where the track will be good. And I'm going to stick with race two, number four, flying mascot. Joel, Tiger, Tiger, just couldn't quite turn the tables last week. Where are you going this week? Yeah, I think we'll... Uh... We'll try and get our money back off Tiger Tiger in the Adelaide Cup, but we won't make that the Lazy Lobster. We'll go for Flemington, uh, race seven, number two, in the Australian Cup. Think it over. Go to Eagle Farm. Hopefully the track um, plays well and holds up. Number four, Asamu. Excellent. All right. Well, that uh, takes us out. Leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It uh, is a bumper issue in the shops on Friday. It is online via winningpost.com.au as we speak to you. And that is uh, an all-time bumper issue with 121 pages. So you get uh, everything you get in the uh, printer edition, except you get full fields for all the TAB meetings as well as uh, form for Adelaide Cup Day, form for the Friday day meeting at Bendigo and also form uh, for your uh, Saturday provincials in states other than the ones uh, that your edition covers. Uh, so have a great long weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, drink plenty of water, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.